Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, big day today. Interview with the big guy, President Donald J. Trump. Excited. Already conducted the interview. Going to get to it right away. Covered a lot of topics. I'll get to that in a minute. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity from prying eyeballs and big tech. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, Let me get right to the material. We cover a lot of ground in this interview, wide ranging with President Trump. The format today is going to be a little different. I appreciate your patience. We usually run four spots per show. The advertisers pay for the show, and I appreciate your patience. I'm going to read two in the beginning. That way we can run the interview with President Trump uninterrupted. Then we're going to come back, cover some of the stuff we talked about, and address one of the things he brings up in the interview that I think are fascinating. So please stay tuned at the end. I promise you there'll be some more content you won't want to miss. Today's show first brought to you by friends at Blue Blocks. If you're a listener of my show, you know I am the worst sleeper ever in the history of humankind. Matter of fact, Guy and I were just talking about this. But since getting these, no joke, my blue block sleep plus blue light blocking glasses, my sleep quality has gone through the roof. I use it at night. You know why? I have these lights that beam in my eyes. You can ask the people at Fox, this is what I look like on the show. I put them on before, take them off, and then I go on the air because I don't want the blue light in my eyes. Blue light computer uh, computer glasses and summer glow blue light glasses to wear during the day when working with screens or artificial or under artificial light help too. And my favorite, the Sleep Plus glasses. I wear them two, three hours before I go to bed. Helps create more sleep hormones to aid with better sleep. Blue Blocks is made in optics laboratories in Australia, not mass produced in factories in Asia. They have stylus for, stylus frames with science-backed technology tested to ensure they work and get that blue light out of your eyes at night. It's the worst thing. Unlike other blue light glasses companies, these actually work. Don't settle for cheap pairs that won't work. These are worth the money. Since wearing the Sleep Plus blue light blocking glasses from Blue Blocks, my sleep's been amazing. Sleeping longer, deeper, and I feel really refreshed anymore. You may have noticed the difference. Glasses come in non-prescription, prescription, and reading options. Fine glasses for every need, a bunch of different styles. Blue light for helping with digital eye strain, summer glow for helping with low mood migraines, and Sleep Plus for improving your sleep. Blue Box has other amazing products as well. As such as low blue light bulbs, red light therapy devices, and 100% blackout sleep masks, all backed by science. Blue Blocks ships worldwide in rapid time, and they have easy returns and exchanges. Go to Blue Blocks, that's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to save 15%. That's blueblocks.com, blueblocks.com slash Bongino, and use coupon code Bongino to save 15%. Our second sponsor today, our friends at GenuCell. GenuCell, they have a special Mother's Day sale. This is a big product in this house. Folks, Chamonix, they're going to make it a special day for you. During the Mother's Day sale, get that special lady, the greatest skincare products in the world at a once-in-a-lifetime special promotion. Order the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness. Get the jawline treatment and Zotique deep correcting serum absolutely free. And as a surprise Mother's Day gift, GenuCell will also include their legendary GenuCell XV anti-wrinkle treatment and moisturizer, also free. That's three free gifts when you order today. Make Mother's Day one to remember with the greatest skincare that money can buy. Chamonix promises you'll see results within 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Go to GenuCell.com and enter my special promo code DAN40, that's DAN40, for an extra $40 off this crazy sale. And as a special gift, every order is upgraded to free priority shipping. That's three free gifts with your GenuCell order today. Don't wait. Call or click now. 
Happy Mother's Day from Chamonix. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. That's GenuCell.com. Use code DAN40. All right, Joe, let's go. There we go with the bell. Listen, I'm going to get right to the interview. We cover a lot of ground in this wide-ranging interview. 2024 plans, an interesting answer to that question. The vaccine, the role in the vaccine of the Trump administration, how he got it produced so fast. The new FISA stunning information, CNN and more. Here's my interview with President Donald J. Trump. All right, I want to welcome back to the show, you know, our guy here, President Donald J. Trump. President Trump, thank you so much for joining us again. I really appreciate you coming back to the show. Uh, thank you, Dan. It's an honor. Uh, so uh, I have a question for you. I, I know uh, you probably hate hypotheticals, but let's just say if you were to run again in 2024, sir, I, I, I have an idea I just wanted to throw out to you. I'd love to get your opinion on it. Would you okay. consider, if you were to run again, getting out really early, say after the midterm elections? I mean, you would be obviously the runaway favorite for the nomination. I don't. I can't see anyone even daring to uh, run against you. And maybe announcing a, a VP really early, kind of split the forces and get out there and maximize your presence. I think the most likely term, if, you, if I do that, and I am giving it the most serious consideration, as you can imagine, and based on every poll that I'm seeing and everything else, it's uh, something that is, you know, very positive. Nobody's seen anything more positive. So I'm giving it very serious consideration. Uh, if you do it, I think probably the most appropriate time would be right after the 22 election. That's my opinion. Yeah. Could do it sooner. But I think right after the election would be good, especially if you have a good election. Now, I'm not sure if you didn't have a good election. I'm not sure that that wouldn't be good also, if you want to know the truth. You know, I endorsed a, a woman yesterday, a wonderful woman yesterday in Texas, who I think is going to win. We endorsed another person in Louisiana, a woman, terrific woman in uh, Louisiana, and she was uh, trying to get into the runoff, and she ended up getting 65% of the vote and won. And uh, our endorsement is very, very heavy. Uh, it means a lot. People are going up 30, 40, 50 points in some cases. So so that's a very important thing that we're doing. And I think we can have a great uh, 22 and most likely right after that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think um, that's the best way to go. I mean, given your popularity, which is, uh, you know, at, at near historic highs in the Republican Party, yeah. I think it's that's the best pretty, approach. We want, I mean, to, people, Dan, we want to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I think you need those billboards across America. Miss me yet with a sign of you with yeah. thumbs up. I mean, look uh, at this hapless uh, guy we have in the White House now. He's trying to yeah. take credit for all of your stuff too, the vaccine. But I'll get to that in a few minutes. I Good. actually got a text about that today from uh, John Sununu. He's like, listen, yeah. don't let Joe Biden, when you're in your appearances, get away with taking credit for President Trump's work on the vaccine. Oh, he sent that to good. me in a text. Well, so I promised I'd bring it up John on the show. Is great. He is. Once John came guy. on board, we didn't have a better supporter. He was great, John Sununu. Yeah. He yeah, was really terrific. terrific. Strong guy. Go ahead, Dan. He is. So, um, there have been some new revelations about the FISA court. Listen, we know they spied on you. We know the FISA court had a role in it. We get all that. Um, uh, unfortunately, the Democrats did a good job stonewalling and the media helped them. But we've had new revelations about the FISA court. Uh, just came out. I'm going to cover it on my show today after your interview uh, that they've, been, they've continued to abuse their power and apparently investigating. We're investigating people for domestic crimes like health care fraud and things like this. I'm wondering, yeah. under your administration, when you tried to get these reforms and uh, and to get this Spygate scandal exposed, 
Do you feel like they were blocking you, these deep staters, that they really had a lot to hide and they wouldn't, they just oh, wouldn't let absolutely. it go? Absolutely. They were blocking and it was so obvious. And we did get it out. I mean, if you look at what's happening, we got it out. We got the word out on so many things, including I just see today John Kerry with the with what he did with Iran. I mean, I was pushing that very, very hard uh, from maybe a little bit of a different angle. I think we would have had a deal with Iran done, except he was telling him not to do it. That's my opinion. And uh, and I think now that's coming out. It's I think it's a terrible thing. Uh, So, you know, you talk about Logan Act. Look what they did with General Flynn with the Logan Act. And then they say, oh, we don't use the Logan Act. Well, the Logan Act can be used. And what they did with... uh, John Kerry was, the way he was protected was incredible. Actually incredible. It's stunning the Democrats don't Well, now it's turned out to be even worse, though. I mean, now with these tapes, it's turned out to be even worse. Terrible. You know what's really odd, Mr. President? Everything they accused you of falsely, they do themselves. Did you notice that? (laughs) That's right. Right? They do it. Yeah. (laughs) You notice that, don't you, Dan? You do notice that. (laughs) It's a nice little magic trick uh, they pull all the time. Um, can I ask you a little, um, just a lighthearted question for a moment? I'm wondering what it's like, uh, you know, from the other side of the aisle, me having, you know, worked in the secret service and at the time you were generous enough to invite me up into the oval office, I had said to you, you know, I stood outside that door and now that you've invited me inside, it was a really profound moment in my life. And I'm wondering what it was like for you transitioning from being a civilian, albeit a very popular one, but a civilian nonetheless, to being the president and back to civilian life. I mean, what's it like? You know, you had the full Secret Service, Air Force One all the time, and then you go back to being a civilian. Has the transition been been difficult? Well, you know, you keep Secret Service, and they're great. They're great people, and uh, but it's a different kind of uh, life, uh, but still very political because of the endorsements. Everyone comes, and they sure. all want the endorsement more than they've ever wanted an endorsement. It's never been an endorsement that meant so much, which is an honor to me, and it's you know it's very important, but. Uh, it it means victory. It's a difference between they win or they lose. I think we're uh, 128 and two in the last yeah. short, fairly short period of time. 128 successes and two, and not successes. And both of them were expected to be. You know, I did them. I said, well, there's no possible way. It was an area that could not be won, but I did it as a out of loyalty. So I think that, uh, you know, I'm very much involved, uh, involved in the business again, which I love. And I'm, I'm uh, looking at the future and I'm looking at the future of our country. I hate to see what's going on at the border. I hate to see other things that are happening in our country that are so sad. Now they're going to raise taxes and those are taxes raised to everybody. So companies are going to flee the country just like they were. They all came back, not all, but many of them came back because I brought the taxes down to 21 percent. And they were, you know, really, if you think about it, at 50 percent. But now they want to raise them back up to higher, the highest ever, the highest ever. The taxes will be the highest ever. And these, you know, these these countries and these companies, there's not a lot of loyalty to us. They make deals. They're going to make deals and they're going to leave and they're going to take a lot of jobs with them and a lot of money with them. And actually, uh, Wall Street Journal reported that if you raise the taxes, you'll actually take in as a country less money. You'll take in right. less. And I understand exactly what they mean because you do much less business. But you'll lose a lot of companies that have come back to the United States. Yeah, I addressed that, Mr. President, on a Fox and Friends appearance the other day where, 
You know, ironically, Ronald Reagan was a tax cutter, but Reagan raised the capital gains tax. A lot of people don't know right. that. He cut the income right. tax. And ironically, he raised the capital gains tax and capital gains tax revenues went down because That's of what right. you just said. Companies said, ah, you know what? I'm going to cash out early or I'm just going to hold. And it's as simple as that. And, and it's weird that maybe because you were a businessman and Joe Biden has never had a real job um, outside of selling his reputation. But uh, it's really odd that Biden's willing to crush the economy to attack, uh, you know, capital formation in this country. And I think that's an well, opening. You're if right. You it's, to run. It's, it is odd. And uh, when you say Reagan raised it, but nothing like they're raising it now. I mean, they're bringing no, it close nothing, to 50 percent. No. And uh, when you add state taxes and everything else, places like New York, when you add, you know, the taxes are so high and California. But when you add state taxes, you're talking about over 50 percent and companies are going to leave the country. And who can blame them? Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of Ray. I mean, he cut income taxes dramatically. He had to capitulate on that one issue. He did good. And he had a great way. He had a great way about him. But uh, he he did good. But he did have that. He did have... Yeah. Well, a lot of people think so. I guess we had 75 million. That's the most ever voting for a city pre- sitting president. And as you know, there are many that say we had many more than that. OK, frankly, there's an interesting audit, a forensic audit going on right now in Arizona. And yeah, we were going to uh, ask you about that. What are your thoughts on that? Keep your eye on that. Well, I think it's a, it, it's going to be incredible. I think it's going to be eye opening because. You know, I have no question. I personally think that I have no question we won Arizona. We had rallies. We had such enthusiasm. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. Then all of a sudden we lose. People couldn't believe it. And the same thing in Pennsylvania, same thing in uh, in many states. I mean, we didn't have to win too many more. We almost won this thing uh, with the wrong numbers. But if you look at what happened in Wisconsin, where information's coming out that's incredible, and don't forget the Washington Post, and uh, I guess it was called Washington Post, ABC. They came out with a poll the day before that I'm 17 points behind in Wisconsin. Well, actually, I won Wisconsin. All right. But it was close. E- even if you took their numbers, which are incorrect, we won Wisconsin. They come out and that depresses, you know, it depresses. They don't they don't vote. It's called suppression. It's depression and suppression. They don't go out and vote. Uh, and despite that, we did so well. And so it's very interesting. They're looking at numerous states, and I think you're gonna. It's going to be an eye opener. But one that's really moving now is in, uh, and and it's very interesting to watch Arizona. The Democrats sent, I heard, 103 lawyers to try and stop it. Now, if the votes honest, you know, they're doing a forensic. It's called a forensic audit of all the votes. And if if the election is honest, they're not going to be sending 103 lawyers. What do they have to hide? You know, you say, what do they have to hide? So just keep your eyes out for Arizona. It's uh, it's actually being broadcast live. It's big. It's it's live all over the place. They have they have runs of the people working in there and they're supposed to be great people. So we'll see what happens. But I have a feeling I know what's going to happen because I think it was a totally crooked election. I think the whole 2020 election was totally crooked. And many people agree with me. You may be one of them. Many people agree with me, as you know. Well, I covered it on my show yesterday. You know, what What are they? Why are they so worried about an audit of an yeah. election? I, I don't. Rachel Maddow nearly lost her mind in a segment about this. They're so if, yeah. if it's all on the up and up, then 
What are you worried about? What's the problem? They have I, nothing I to worry about. If, if it's right, on the up right. and up, they should want it because it ends <laughs> right, all this right. stuff. You know, it's hard to govern when half the point. country, much more, thinks yeah. it was a fake election. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Let's let's keep your eyes open on Arizona. It'll be very interesting. You know, it's interesting you'd mentioned the media, Mr. President, because during your time uh, as The Apprentice, as a real estate developer and a businessman, you were, uh, I mean, I grew up in New York. You were the guy. Right. Everything was Trump. Right. I mean, I went and saw my one of my first UFC fights live at the Trump uh, Trump Hotel in Atlantic City. Right, uh, it was one great. of the yeah, first I mean, ones, maybe the first. Actually, it was and, the and, first one, so that was great. Yeah, it was one of the first. And you were very loyal to Dana White, and it's interesting to this day he's still loyal to you. Goes to show you, you have a great reputation. Dana White in the business is community. Dana White is a fantastic guy. Reminds me of you a little bit. Dana White is a fantastic guy, a winner. And we've been friends for a long time. That's right. And he had a very interesting fight on this weekend, if you probably he saw did. it. A couple of interesting yeah, yeah, fights. Yeah, I did. I saw it. I uh, I saw Chris Weidman, our, our friend Jorge Masvidal, yeah. had a rough outing. But yeah. he'll be back. He's a tough guy. You know, it's yep. funny. I ran into Dana White at an airport. He was flying out um, after coming to D.C. to have a chat with you one time. I ran into him at right. an airport. And I said, oh, my right. gosh, you're Dana White. He had no idea who I was. And then a buddy who was with him listens to my show and said, oh, my gosh, you're Dan Bongino. <laughs> and that's I said, funny. listen, I never got a picture with him, which was uh, I, I missed out. Well, but I was going to bring this up. But Dana, yeah, Dana is a great like winner. What he's, what he's done with yeah. UFC is incredible, actually. And he's a winner. Yeah, built it from, from scratch. So Project Veritas caught a C at CNN staffer on tape uh, where they basically admitted, uh, quote, propaganda to get rid of Trump and uh, quote our focus CNN was to remove Trump from office. I mean, yep. it's remarkable seriously that in this last election, given the forces aligned against you, even though the media loved you when I grew up in New York, you were the guy. Yeah. If you were on a show, yeah. it was the biggest show. If you did the apprentice, everybody loved That's you, right. right? You had CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, the entire Democrat and Rhino Republican Republican establishment against against you, establishment against you, the swamp, the deep state. Uh, you should have really, you should have lost that election by fifty points. <laughs> it's even possible. You should, and, and yet, all of a sudden, you still have sky high popularity. How does that make you feel, though? This CNN staffer being caught on tape, basically admitting what we already knew. They were dedicated to getting you out of office. Well, I think the guys at uh, Project Veritas have done a tremendous service, not only there, but in many different ways at a lot of different forums. And they get hit all the time, too. I guess they get taken off Twitter and taken off everything. And they are really fantastic. This was an incredible thing. This was for this to have happened was just outrageous. Uh, we knew it was happening anyway, Dan. Look, nobody doubted it. But now we have it from a pretty top executive. Uh, we have it there. What we're going to do with it, I don't know. Maybe uh, we will do something with it, but we read the transcripts and the lawyers can't even believe it. This is like a uh, campaign contribution of, the, of, of magnitudes like nobody's ever seen before. And it is incredible that you get the most votes of any sitting president in history and you have virtually everybody, every network. And, you know, I wouldn't say Fox has been exactly perfect. Fox has been a big difference of Fox between now and what it was four years ago, as you know. But we have others that come along and they're doing well. And uh, you look at OAN has been incredible, actually. And that's One American News. They've been incredible. And uh, Newsmax has been really good. And, you know, the others are coming along and people are seeing that they're watching these conservative networks. You know, we have 
I say more than half, substantially more than half the people. I've said if you went to a conservative newscast, like if you look at the newscasts aren't doing particularly well on the networks, if you yeah. made one of them a conservative newscast, it would be Walter Cronkite. It would be ratings like you haven't seen in a long time. I but heard a want rumor to do that. that I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true that you would advise either Zucker or someone else to do that. And you'd said, listen, your ratings would explode. You'd have a, you'd actually have a channel people watch. I don't know if that rumor is true that you advise someone in the media. Was it NBC or Zucker it's or someone true. to do that? I will tell that, you, it is why true. not? Okay. Breaking news. Uh, Sherry Redstone, somebody that I like a lot. We have a great relationship for a long time. Her father and I got along and I used to say great things to her father about her when people were going after her. She's very smart, very good. And I told Sherry that if you took your news and made it a conservative uh, newscast, you know, what the uh, CBS Evening News, if you made that a conservative newscast, you would double, triple, maybe even quadruple your ratings. But so far, they haven't done it. Uh, but that's okay. Whatever it is, let them. But if they did that, they would do numbers like they haven't seen before. And I have no I'm doubt about it. Yeah. You know, I someone told me that once. They said, yeah, Trump... Uh uh, 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 President Trump told them to do that, and I, I couldn't remember. I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Frankly, they're doing very badly now, and and why wouldn't <laughs> right. they do it? They're bad, and it they're doing badly. <laughs> and uh, why wouldn't they do it? You know, it's, yeah. uh, it, they would take a a newscast that's doing horribly, and they'd have by far the number one newscast on television. But they don't yeah. seem to want to do that. I don't know. You'll have to explain that sometime. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible business decision. So uh, uh, moving on, Mr. President, they, uh, the New York Times had a timeline a while ago about the vaccine. Uh, we're going to throw it right. up in the video version of the show today. Uh, and it was interesting in the timeline, they indicated the vaccine wouldn't be available till 2033. Um, obviously, right. it's not 2033. <laughs> it's 2021. So what did you do or say? to get the government bureaucracy to do something they had never done before, which is produce not only one vaccine, but was it three or four at record yeah. time? I mean, we've never seen what, what, what was it one? I mean, what did you do? Did you get them all and in a room coming, and saying, and cures coming by yeah. the way, and cures coming, but uh, right. more coming. Uh, the FDA is a very bureaucratic group of people. And they don't like me very much because I push them like nobody's ever pushed them before. And if I weren't president, you wouldn't have a vaccine for anywhere from three to five years. And Fauci felt that would, it would take three to five years, by the way. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't have a vaccine for three to five years. You probably would have never had a vaccine. I push them like they've never been pushed before. And they are not exactly big fans of mine because they didn't like being pushed that way. But they moved and we got it done in less than nine months. And it was going to take at a minimum three or four years or five years or more. You know, it takes 10 years, 12 years for them to get things done. And you would have had another Spanish flu. You know, the Spanish flu killed perhaps as many as 100 million people. Well, this is something that is so contagious, as you see. And it gets, you know, it's thank God we have the vaccine because worldwide we saved tens of millions of lives, saved tens of millions of lives. And in our country, you know, in a, in a sense, in a true sense, we saved our country with that vaccine. But I got it done. And I will tell you, nobody else could have done it. Nobody else would have pushed them like I did. And then when it came out, uh, they, came, they, they waited a little bit. When it came out, it was terrible because what they did 
is they waited till two days after the election. And they didn't want to give me the credit for it because that might have been good for the election. Because And I understand it. But everybody knew it was coming out anyway, because I would say you knew a, a month before, maybe even more than that. But Pfizer also, you know, Pfizer is the fair head company with the, the FDA. And then they do the thing with uh, Johnson & Johnson where they pause it. You know, they use the word pause. It was a terrible thing that they did with Johnson & Johnson. They paused it. And did they do that because they like Pfizer or they like Moderna? You know, they, this is a very unusual group of people over there. But I pushed them to a level. And frankly, somebody said, oh, that might have made a difference. They said, no, I won the election anyway. I ran two elections. I won them both as far as I'm concerned. And we'll see about a third. We'll see soon. You'll be one of the first to know. But I, I will say this, that um, you. you would never, ever have had a vaccine in nine months if I weren't president. That I can tell you, and I think you know that. Uh, one thing I will say that I, I believe that if the vaccine came out before the election, the press would have made a very small deal out of it. Well, no big deal. No big deal. Uh, when it came out two days after the election, the press made it like the biggest story ever, which it really is the biggest story ever. But if it came out before the election, the fake news media would have made it like a, a whole hum story. You wouldn't have even read about it. You're, so it sadly, you're probably right. It's interesting, too. I just read a story, I believe, in Real Clear Politics that Biden and Harris uh, aren't even attending those governor's meetings. You know, the ones, the COVID governor's yeah. meetings that you attended and then yeah. the governors, some I of them would go that. and run to the media. Biden and Harris aren't even going to those meetings. And yet they attacked you. Uh, <laughs> just those incredible. governors on tape, those governors said the best things about me that you'll ever hear. The best things about me, that what a job you're doing. Thank you so much. Great, great, great. And then you'd see one of the Democrats and sometimes a rhino, you know, like from Maryland, who's a total rhino. You'll see him going. Yeah. Nuts. But on tape, we have yeah. them on tape saying the best things about your favorite president, Dan, that you've ever heard. Thank you so much. We got them the gowns and the ventilators and the, we got them everything. We got them. They were empty. They had nothing. And and by the way, the U.S. had nothing, too. We had I always say the cupboards were bare. And we loaded it up. And what we did for New York with the convention center, we built hospitals all over the country. But in New York, we built the hospital, 2,800 beds. We moved the ship there. We had, and, and they didn't even used. use the ship, Mr. President. No, they didn't even it use it. Wound up, Cuomo wound up in sending, of lives. He sound, wound up yeah. sending infected patients into nursing homes. He didn't even use the ship you sent up. Yeah. No. Yeah. We could have Just saved thousands of lives. It's so sad to yeah. see that. It was... Terrible thing. Yeah, the, but what I'm, are you I'm, I'm with you on the governor of Maryland too. What I mean, really, he should just call himself a Democrat and stop the no, whole he's routine. A, it's he's a, this guy. I watch him. He's a total loser, and he hasn't <laughs> he hasn't been a good governor. Uh, but uh, you know, he's he will say on tape all this positive stuff. When I meet him, he's so nice, so nice. And then you yeah. see him uh, when he's not with you or. Not on tape where he needs something. It's like, you know, yeah. terrible. No, he's I he had probably one experience. Wants, with I think he wants yeah. to run. I, I think I would give him less than uh, less than a zero zero percent chance. OK, but no, he's bad. I'll, I'll make you a bet, not, Mr. Not, President. Not a good governor either. If you run in 2024 that you destroy him in Maryland, in the Maryland. Pro I will bet you my right arm. You yeah, you bury right. him in Maryland if he wins. No, I think if, 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 sorry, if he runs. 
He, he doesn't have much going, I can tell you. No, that. he doesn't. So, I, anyway, I know you're short on time, things. Mr. President, so I, I just got a couple more questions if you, if you don't mind. Um, so the Supreme Court is taking up a Second Amendment case about you know, right to carry, uh, right to, you know, about New York State's draconian anti-Second Amendment laws, finally. Right. I know you've been a big supporter of the Second Amendment. Again, if you decide right. to run again, it was, are, are, are you going to make this a core focus of your run? I mean, Second Amendment crowd, you know, really yeah. got behind you in that 2016 and 2020 run. That's right. No, Second Amendment. I've been great for the Second Amendment. I haven't changed it. I haven't done anything to hurt it. I've saved it. It would have been you know, largely wiped out if I wasn't president. I think of another person, type person, were president. There was tremendous pressure to obliterate. And as you know, the NRA's had a hard time over the last two years. Uh, New York has been suing them and suing them and suing them. And it's been, uh, you know, they've had a hard time. So they haven't uh, been able to fight the way they had in the past. So it was yeah. sort of my fight. And uh, I've really helped save the Second Amendment. Now we're going to have ruling a ruling come out which is going to be very important we're going to have to see how that happens i appointed three ju justices of the supreme court and uh let's see how they turn out let's see yeah, how they I turn mean, out let's see how I this ruling let's see crossed. how this ruling turns out yeah i mean i got my fingers crossed that uh you know Kavanaugh, gorsuch and uh and justice uh, coney barrett are going to come through on this case if they let us down It'd be a big disappointment. I mean, we really well. They need didn't this come through in the election. All they had to do is on the election they had to hear the case, and they didn't come through in the election, and uh, not even close to coming through. It was a disgrace what they did. They punted. You know, they said we don't want to hear the, it. The, and the punt and not that bothered facts, me the most. Not on the yeah. facts. Sorry. Hey, you know, one thing about the the state legislatures have to approve any of these changes right. that they were making to the election, right. election day, all the extensions, right. everything they have to, they didn't do it. So therefore it was not legal. It was done incorrectly. You know, the Democrats went to the legislatures, five legislatures. I don't need anywhere near that. They went and the Republican legislatures turned them down and then they did all these changes anyway. And that's unconstitutional because it's in the constitution that the only changes that could be not a state court, not a state Supreme Court, the only changes and not politicians that could be made, the only changes have to be made through the state legislatures. They didn't make the changes. These guys just went and the Supreme Court said, we're going to punt because they didn't want to make the tough decision. They, they had no courage. And that took more courage than what you're talking about now, to be honest with you. But they had no courage on the election. They were gutless. And I'm very, very saddened by it. And so is the country. They didn't want to take it on. It was an issue that was so simple. And we actually had 20 states, including Texas. Texas led it. So because they say the president of the United States doesn't have the standing can you imagine that? The president doesn't have the standing to go before the Supreme Court. So they had 20 states go before the Supreme Court, almost 20. They would have had much more than that. And they said, and they threw it, they threw it out. They didn't want to hear the case. Even though if they did what we said, uh, the con it was unconstitutional. But they didn't want to make that decision. So a lot of people in our country are ashamed of the United States Supreme Court. And I happen to be one of them. I happen to be one of them. Yeah, I, I thought it was bizarre they didn't take up the case, especially considering what Pennsylvania did, just bureaucratically changing their election laws without any oh. legislative input oh. at all. I mean, well, there's the never been a clearer case constitutional case. 
Yeah, the Pennsylvania case was another case. And that was one that they could have taken up. But that was a single state. We had it all over. You know, this the big one was the Texas uh, case where you had all these states and they wanted it done and they had total standing. That's why they did it that way. It would be I wish I could have just gone in individually or as president. But they say president of the United States. How screwed up is a court system when they say the president of the United States doesn't have standing to fight a corrupt election? But this was a corrupt election, not only with uh, dead people voting, not only with illegal immigrants voting, not only with all of these people from out of state voting and so many other things and time limits and everything else. This was corrupt in that they didn't have the right to make these changes. Like in Georgia, they didn't have they have a consent decree. They didn't have the consent decree, which made it very, very the governor has it's just terrible the job they've done. They didn't have the right to to sign that consent decree because it wasn't approved by the state legislature. The, the consent decree made it very hard for a Republican to win. With all of that being said, we got tremendous number of votes and we'll see what happens. Watch Arizona and we'll see what happens after that. All right. Last question, Mr. President. I know you were a again, you were a big favorite in Hollywood prior to declaring yourself a Republican. If you would have run as a I Democrat. Was. You'd be on Mount Rushmore right now if you just would have yeah, said I'm a Democrat. So, but yeah, these Hollywood phonies, <laughs> they don't seem to get it. They used to put you in their videos and all this stuff, these music videos. But now we're seeing that, uh, you know, that boomerangs come around and slammed them in the face. The Oscars, I saw your uh, your recent release about this, which came out uh, uh, yesterday. It, it um, was the so Oscars, bad. It was yeah, so bad. The, the audience is down to 9 million from 23 million a year ago. You think these yeah. people are in Hollywood are ever going to learn, or are they really this stupid thinking this no. woke stuff has an audience? They took this show, which was number two every year after the Super Bowl. Your Super Bowl was number one, and they didn't call it the Oscars. They called it the Academy Awards, which they should get back to. You know, now they call it the Oscars, and that's not the same as the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards are a much more elegant name. Anyway, they didn't call it that. They they called it the Academy Awards, and I said, I don't know if you saw what I just put up, but I, people were asking me so many times about it. They should go back to the Academy Awards. They should go back 15 years and take a look at those great broadcasts from 15 years forward or back and do it and stop being politically correct and do it. But this was a horror show. This was not watchable. I tried to watch it and it's, it wasn't watchable. And I'm sure you were there, too. And I'm sure your incredible wife did not. It did not. Enjoy, there was nothing to enjoy. No, it we, was yeah, we terrible. Skipped. That's terrible. What a, what, a, what a shame to see such a, a great institution trivialized I, like they've done. I don't watch it's the Oscars, terrible. but I will tell you, and I, well, I'll let you go, but I will tell you something I would watch and that on my show I've been clamoring for. I never tell you this when I see you in person because I don't want to waste your time, but we need a Trump rally, sir. We need you out there to do, can, just do, can you just do one for fun? We need to feel we'll alive do one again. Soon. They love the Will rallies. You? We did we I, did 56 rallies. We never had an empty slot. We never, never. had an empty seat. Yeah. We averaged 25,000 people. We had one in Pennsylvania, 52,000. We had one in Florida that was probably close to 70,000 people on two days notice. And, and then they tell you you lost the state. It's not even possible. Yeah. It's not even possible. So yeah. it's just one of those things. It's uh, yeah. Look, we had a corrupt election. We had corrupt counters. The counters were more important than the candidate. 
and it's just one of those things. And uh, we will, uh, we'll, we're fighting all the way, and we'll see what happens, and we'll also see what happens in 24. Um, I think we're going to do well in 22, and then we're going to make a big decision on 24. But, uh, you know, look, you, you start with the Mueller hoax and you go to the impeachment hoax, number one and number two, and investigations at every level. Every It's a disgrace. What happened, Dan, is a disgrace. No other presidents had to go through it. But I love our country and I love our people, and it's an honor to have done it. And we continue forward. Oh, we love you too, Mr. President. We miss you a lot. Uh, thank you so much, sir, for your time. I deeply appreciate it. You have been so generous with this show. Uh, thank you very much. I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you, sir. Take care. Thank you, President Trump. Really appreciate you joining us today. That meant a lot. As I told you, it was a wide-ranging interview. Covered everything there. This uh, I will get to his comments on the stunning FISA court revelations. We're basically spying on Americans without warrants. Uh, in a minute. But first, I want to play this video, being that we addressed it. We addressed the vaccine development and the New York Times ridiculous. Uh, not going to have a vaccine till 2033. We have one now. You were kind of off uh, by a decade or so. But with regard, with regard to the vaccine. Folks, listen, um, you can't have it both ways. You can't. You can't as a media, liberal, political, bureaucratic enterprise Push Americans to get the vaccine and tell Americans it's very effective and it works. And at the same time, promote vac vaccine hesitancy and skepticism by telling people after they get the vaccine to wear the deuce. You know the deuce? My regular viewers know what the deuce is. For some of you who tuned in today and aren't regular viewers of mine, what is the deuce? The deuce is the double mask Garuski. Why are you wearing the deuce after a vaccine? I don't get it. I don't understand. You want to get the vaccine. You don't want to get the vaccine. You do you. It's a free country. It's not my business. But what the hell are you doing wearing the deuce after a vaccine? Exhibit number one, induce hysteria. Joy. <laughs> Joy. Really, after Stelter and Chuck Todd, probably the third dumbest person in media, Joy Reid and MSNBC. Here's Joy Reid, proud to be rocking the deuce after admitting she's fully vaccinated. <laughs> Not only rocking the deuce. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to. I'm <laughs> Here's Joy Reid rocking the deuce. While running outside with no one around her. Check this out. Dr. Gupta, I am among the fully vaccinated, uh, joined Team Pfizer, uh, and I did go jogging today in the park. Uh, and I did, this was the mask that I wore with a doctor's mask under it. And most of the people that I saw that were in the park, the park was packed. I would say like 95% of the people still had masks on. There are people who are getting really upset about that. I won't name them. Should people be freaking out that some people like myself who are vaccinated are still wearing masks outdoors? Should we do that? <laughs> I can't. I can't uh, <laughs> rocking the deuce. Outside. 
Nobody's freaking out. We're laughing at you. That's not freaking out. On one hand, everybody get vaccinated. It's the greatest vaccine ever in the history of humankind. Joe Biden had a big role. He actually had no role in it other than the distribution. At the same time, bragging that you're jogging under under uh, oxygen deprivation conditions, rocking the Dusarooski while you're fully vaccinated. (laughs) Only on MSNBC does that pass a sanity test. All right, sorry. Needed a little comic relief. It was a very serious interview, but you know, once in a while we go on an emotional roller coaster on this show. All right, uh, let me get to my uh, my third sponsor for today's show, our friends at Patriot Mobile. And I want to get into a very serious story about FISA abuses. You know, we are going to refocus this show over the next few months on fundamental constitutional rights and how they are being just spit on by totalitarian lunatics in this country. And I'm tired of it. Today's show brought to you also by our friends at Patriot Mobile. With corporations meddling in our democracy and canceling free speech, We need to support companies that support our values and believe in things like the Constitution. Perfect timing for this next segment. If you haven't already, go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan and go right now. When you switch today and bring your own phone, get 50% off your first two months plus a a free Patriot starter kit. Who's better than you? While you're there, enter to win a free phone and cellular service for life. All the details are on my special page, patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Patriot Mobile has a broadish nationwide coverage, uses the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service. Plus, they have plans to fit any budget, including multi-line discounts. Switching super easy. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the switch today. Get the discount, the free starter kit, and a chance to win cellular service for life with the offer code DAN. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dan patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. They're very good to charities too, so we really appreciate that company, uh, Patriot Mobile, being part of the show. So folks, again, given the threat we're looking at in this country, it's very serious. It's not hyperbole. I am choosing to refocus the show over the next few months and do at least a couple of segments weekly on fundamental rights that are under severe red zone-like threat right now. What are those fundamental big R God-given rights? Government doesn't give us rights. I'm sorry if you're a socialist totalitarian who believes that. We are all granted rights by our creator. We are born free. We are not born in servitude or imprisoned and indebted to other men. We are born free. With big R, God-given, creator-given rights. If you believe the government gives you those rights, I'm sorry you're deluded. Go read a book once in a while on freedom, liberty, and, you know, that thing called the Constitution. The government guarantees those rights in law. But the right to assemble, the right to petition your government, the right to speech, to practice your religion, the right to self-protection, these are all fundamental rights. They are under attack. Yesterday, I I covered on yesterday's show, our right to self-protection enshrined in the Second Amendment. I'm not asking government for permission to defend myself or my family. That's my right. Today, we're going to focus on your right to be free from unauthorized searches and seizures. Your right to privacy in your own papers, your business, your home, and your property. That is your right. You don't need permission for it. The government needs permission via a 
I'm sorry this is new for the left, via a warrant and a court proceeding to violate that God-given right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going away too. We know President Trump, as we addressed in the interview, we know his campaign and he was spied on. I'm not interested in the leftist watching the show and your opinions. He wasn't spied on. It was authorized, unauthorized, undocumented surveillance. You play the moron euphemism game. I'm going to stay on planet Earth, okay? He was spied on by a spy using spying techniques, reporting back to agencies that spy. That's called spying. Well, you'd think to yourself, yeah, that was really embarrassing for the FBI and other law enforcement agencies, intelligence agencies that were involved in the uh, unauthorized spying operation on Donald Trump, unauthorized given our God-given rights. You'd think, oh, that all stopped, right? Well, you thought wrong. Our buddy Technofog, who is really terrific in his analysis, or her, I don't even know if it's a him or a her, actually, has a new Substack, which I strongly recommend you subscribe to. Technofog Substack. The declassified FISA opinion, wait, there's one, shows more FBI abuses? The FBI continued to spy on Americans without a warrant. We're going to discuss this because if you thought, again, that the public pressure and outrage after the illicit spying operation on the president of the United States' campaign was enough to say, these FBI guys sat down in a room and like, we can't get caught doing this again. This is embarrassing. You'd be wrong. So what did this new FISA court revelation bring out for all of us to see in the sunshine, which is the best disinfectant, right? FISA, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act that authorized the FISA courts to spy on foreigners who are in violation of U.S. law, threats to national security. That's what it's supposed to be used for. <laughs> supposed to be. Here's what they found from the Technofog substack. Between April of 2019 and July of 2019, an FBI technical information specialist was involved in, quote, compliance incidents, folks. That's a very serious uh, term there. He conducted 124 queries of Section 702 acquired information on. So basically, they went into the FISA database, this, this, this foreign intelligence database they have. It was likely warrantless, was definitely non-adversarial, meaning you had no ability to fight back if you were one of the people spied on. Using this database that's designed to target foreign terrorists, and you'd think, who were they looking for? Osama bin Laden? No, they were doing queries on volunteers who had requested to participate in the FBI Citizens Academy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a national security threat there. Gosh, what would we do without that? FISA checking Citizens Academy volunteers. Who else? Was it Soleimani and the Iranian Republican Guard Corps? No, number two, persons who needed to enter the field office of the FBI to perform repairs. <laughs> so so Rotor-Rooter comes to unclog an FBI drain. You definitely need to go through that FISA database. No doubt about it. Don't worry. We won't abuse warrantless searches and non-adversarial proceedings. No worries at all. We were definitely scared off by the Spygate stuff. Here's number three. Who is this? Is, is, uh, is this members of uh, ISIS or, or Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula? No, persons who reported they were victims of a crime. So we got Eddie from Rotor Rooter 
Johnny from Terminex comes in to spray the office. They go through the FISA, uh, the FISA queries. You got some guy who comes in, says his bank account was stolen in an international fraud scheme, probably to fund terrorism, and they're looking him up in the FISA database. Then you got Joey Bag of Donuts who comes in. He wants to volunteer at the FBI Citizens Academy, and he goes through the FISA database too. Sounds like it's exactly what we wanted. Good job, fellas. Good job. How are these not astonishing news stories on the front page of every newspaper in America? The answer is because the left and the media enterprise that suckles on their, that suckles on the left love big state totalitarianism. What other explanation could you possibly have for not making this a front page story? That the most powerful law enforcement enterprise anywhere in the world, the FBI, FBI, is querying a database designed to target terrorists and is targeting victims of a crime, volunteers, and the Roto-Rooter guy. As I said, the answer to that question is quite simple. The left is all in on this now. Targeting Christians for being Christians, targeting your Second Amendment right to protect yourself, attacking you for trying to assemble in public, sicking their Antifa BLM terrorists on you, petition your government on social media and get banned, try to speak anywhere in public, get canceled. It's what the left wants. I know leftists listening to this have a really hard time digesting what I'm telling you. I'm very sorry your life is a fraud, you're a fraud, and you're a totalitarian practicing tactics practiced by fascists and communists in the past. I'm really sorry. But it's true. And if you are a leftist speaking out against this stuff, congratulations for having some guts. I mean that. There are liberals out there, Matt Taibbi, Glenn Greenwald, and other journalists, they're not conservatives by any stretch, who are fed up with this slow crawl towards totalitarianism too. It's sad, but you need to be a brave journalist these days to actually report on civil liberties abuses. What else did they find? More from this technofog substack. <laughs> Gets worse. In other words, he says, the FBI is using FISA-acquired information to investigate domestic crimes, not matters of foreign intelligence. Ladies and gentlemen, FISA stands for Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. That's what FISA means. I know there are some libs listening. They don't do acronyms and stuff. What else were they investigating under this FISA-acquired information? Investigations of healthcare fraud, transnational organized crime, violent gangs, domestic terrorism involving racially motivated violent extremists, as well as investigations related to, what does that say? Public corruption and bribery? Public corruption and bribery? Techno highlights that last part because it means the FBI continued to improperly use FISA-acquired information to spy on government officials. Now, folks, I know some of you um, who are listening to this might say, well, FISA database for transnational crime and public corruption, that sounds like the kind of thing we'd want to investigate. Sure does. But we have a process for that. It's called getting a warrant through standard legal proceedings. 
so that we don't start investigating people for public corruption who are public and are not corrupt. That's why we have a warrant process where we have to go in front of a judge, raise our right hand. I've done it many times and swear that the information you put in a document to petition the judge for a warrant, you're swearing that information is true and you're not just making it up like they made up the pee-pee hoax against President Trump. But yet we don't have a warrant process anymore. We just use the FISA database. No problem at all, folks. Warrants, search and seizure, <laughs> whatevs. No, no, not whatevs. I like to be action-oriented on the show and not just complain about things, although complaining has its role too. We should be calling our congressmen, congresswomen, and our senators today and emailing them and asking them why we're still supporting this FISA court abomination. Clearly, Lord Acton was right that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. We have given the FBI through this FISA database absolute power which clearly they cannot stop abusing. I'm very sorry. But it's time to respect civil liberties and big R God-given rights over everything else. The FISA court needs to go. Get a warrant. Get a warrant. I've done it. It's not hard, folks. Seriously, I've been there. I'm not going to argue with journalists who've never done the process or unfamiliar with the process, haven't done an investigation, and barely know people who've done investigations. It is not hard to build a case in federal court, document it in a Word document, petition the court, judge, I swear these are true, the judge signs, I've never had a warrant turned down because I never lied to a judge. The only people who have warrants turned down are people who haven't built the case or people who are lying. Get a warrant. All right, got one last sponsor, and then I want to get to this story about the uh, Wokatarians. I'm going to sh show you a story about how the Wokatarians are destroying your job, this country, stock values, pension funds, and everything else. Our last sponsor today, our friends at Bravo Company Manufacturing. What is Bravo Company? Well, BCM, we call them for short. They build a professional-grade rifle built to combat standards. They're the best in the business. Go ask around about BCM to people who know. FFLs, people who have experience with firearms, they'll tell you. Why are they the best? Because BCM believes every uh, single American should be entitled to the same level of protection, regardless if you're a private citizen, law enforcement, military, or professional. Bravo Company Manufacturing is not a sporting arms company. You want a hunting rifle, that's great. A number of quality companies do that. That's not what they build. They design, engineer, manufacture life-saving equipment, period. Bravo Company assumes that when a rifle leaves their shop, God forbid, it'll be used in a life or death situation by a responsible citizen, law enforcement, or a soldier overseas. Quality's all that matters to them. Every component is hand-assembled and tested by Americans in Heartland, Wisconsin, to a life-saving standard. BCM puts people before their products. They feel it's their moral responsibility to provide you with the highest quality firearms that work. God forbid, it's not just a paper target. BCM, they work with leading instructors of marksmanship from Army Special Forces, and they connect them with other Americans. These instructors then teach the skills necessary to defend yourself, your family, and others. You want to learn more? You should. Head on over to Bravo Company M, like Mary Frank George, MFG.com. That's Bravo Company MFG.com. Discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. 
That's Bravo Company M F G dot com. Can also check them out in their YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Bravo Company USA. Okay. All right. In the interest of time, I'll get to my uh my last store. Sorry, Gee, we're gonna have to wrap it up. We do, I do want to get to viewer email, right? So can we do woke companies and then viewer email? Sorry, folks, I talked a little longer about the techno fog stuff because it's important. Your rights are under attack. So I saw this article in the Washington Examiner this morning. Be in my newsletter. Uh, check it out. It's about these woke companies prioritizing um, stakeholders rather than shareholders. That's not the same thing. Shareholders are people who have invested their money in a company. Stakeholders is leftist code word for everybody else who hasn't invested their money in the company. <laughs> Learn the difference quick. You'll see it. Shareholder, stakeholder, shareholder, stakeholder. We want to prioritize shareholders, people who've actually invested, not stakeholders who have nothing to do with the company at all and just want to be social justice warriors like the BLM group, you know, buy large mansions, sometimes known as Black Lives Matter. Check this out, though. Zachary Halashek. It'd be in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Investors fret as corporate activism overtakes shareholder prioritization. It's a great piece about how these companies now are prioritizing not their consumers, not their actual investors who invest in the company, but everyone else, BLM, Antifa, whatever, all the leftist lunatics. No, no, no. That's not how any of this is supposed to work. You're supposed to prioritize the people who actually invested in your company. Is that a shocker? How do you expect to stay in business when you and your board are sitting around at a company obsessed with social justice warriors who don't give a damn about you or your company or your consumers? How are you supposed to exist as a business when your priority is making their lives better, but not your consumers, your employees, or you people involved with your company and their investors? How are you supposed to continue to exist that way? The answer is you won't. I have an article in the show notes today in the newsletter. I want you to check out. Well, you know, we'll get to it tomorrow because I'm I'm short on time given uh, President Trump's generosity with his time. It's a good problem to have. We appreciate him coming on. But there's an article about California basically suiciding its own energy economy. 150,000. That's not a small number. High paying jobs in California in the interests of wokeness making their economy worse, destroying jobs in California, creating pollution and empowering our enemies all at the same time. This is what stakeholder rather than shareholder activism gets you. I'll cover that tomorrow. Um, one quick note before I get to the viewer email section I promised I'd get to yesterday. I got a lot of email from folks. They said, Dan, we want to see that whole interview, the debate you had with the gun grabber guy, Vinny. It is in yesterday's newsletter. If you just go, if Bongino.com slash newsletter, that's how you get access to the newsletter. But if you just go to the podcast section of our websites, all the show notes, newsletters, the same thing are there. Just go yesterday and you'll see it says the right scoop article with my debate. It's all the videos embedded in there. You can see the whole thing. It's 15 minutes long. Oh, it is. So Guy said it's in the video description as well. So yeah, just you can watch the whole thing right there. I got a lot of questions. People want to see it. There's a lot of gems in there. If you watch yesterday's show, you know what I mean? Those were just the highlights. So just to wrap, I do get viewer comments a lot. And once in a while, I like to put them out there because we don't have a, you know, a call-in segment. I will when our terrestrial radio show launches May 24th. 
stations across the country. And thanks for your support of that. But we don't have one now. So once in a while, I like to get some viewer interaction, especially when liberals respond. So on my parlor account, I'm at D Bongino on parlor. I was uh, bored in the weekend and got to thinking about all this dopey stuff. Liberals can't seem to reconcile in their own heads. So I asked these questions. If masks work, then why are masks not working? I'm just asking. It's just a question, right? If socialism works, then why do people risk their lives to escape it? If high taxes work, then why don't liberals pay more? If gun control works, then why do places with strict gun control have the worst problems with crime and gun violence? So we had a wise guy, wise guy comment, but I like it. It's fun. Liberal decided he was going to try to answer these questions. The answers are quite hilarious. So question number one was if masks work, why are masks not working? He said, by the way, we didn't correct any of the spelling errors. Guy thought about it, but I told him not to. I said, just leave him. He says, mask, I think he meant masks, reduced the spread until the vaccine was created. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that logical fallacy is called a counterfactual. He's trying to prove a counterfactual. In other words, a counterfactual would be like saying, well, if I didn't cut the taxes on the economy, the economy would have crashed, right? A conservative would say that. We had to cut taxes because we wanted to prevent the recession. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for as much as I agree with that logic, that's actually a counterfactual. You can't prove that because you did cut taxes and you don't know what would have happened if you didn't because you cut them. That's the same thing as saying, well, masks reduced the spread until the vaccine was created when you don't know what happened because we had mask mandates and you don't know what would happen if we didn't have masks. You can't prove that. Because we had a mask mandate and people were forced to wear them. Again, I, I know liberals, they, they don't understand many of them logic and things like that. But I want you to be able to pick apart fallacies, logical fallacies that don't work. That's a counterfactual. That's not true. It's not true because we don't have a control group or a tech. We don't know that. Second, quick, he says, well, socialism failed in countries like Venezuela because the U.S. spent billions to crash their system. The socialist policies many on the left are wanting are identical to the U.K. Hilarious. So capitalism is so successful, we had billions of extra dollars to crash every socialist system across the world. And you're trying to tell me that means socialism is a big success. <laughs> Great. You're a genius, brother. And then he says, no, no, we want socialism like the U.K. Uh, the U.K. is not socialist, dipwad. There's a big difference between big government policies and socialism, which is the government control of the means of production. Read a dictionary sometimes, please. Three, he says high taxes work because many weather individuals, I don't even know what that means, many individuals have loopholes allowing for tax evasion. Even Warren Buffett says his secretary pays more taxes. That's not the question I asked. You just made my point. If higher taxes are a good thing and we're all better off, then why do rich liberals not just pay more? Like Warren Buffett. This guy, thank you for the comments, sir. Deeply appreciated. But again, you just made my point. Why do liberals take advantage of loopholes in the tax law if paying higher taxes is a good thing? Again, never occurred to this guy as he answered the question that he's making my point in each of these things. Finally, he says, <laughs> no, I asked if gun control works, then why do cities with gun control have exploding crime rates? He says, no, 
Gun control works when done right all the way. Concessions at any point give holes for weapons to flood in when you allow for holes in the system. It's like carrying a water, does he mean water bucket, with a hole in the bottom. Proving my point in the rights section of the show today that, yeah, he's not wrong there. He wants to go basically house to house and just start pulling the guns out of every house. No concessions at any point. No holes. In other words, rights to own a gun at all. House to house searches every time. Proving my point in number four that they're totalitarians. But that was his answer. He thinks that's a real victory for himself. Don't know how. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Again, two quick favors. Please subscribe to my Rumble account. Watch the show on video. I'm sure we will be banned by YouTube again because they're total free speech totalitarians. They hate free speech. They're anti-civil liberties activists. They don't want to hear the former president of the United States or any opinions outside of their communist box. So please subscribe free to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. And uh, stay tuned. Get ready for my the launch of my terrestrial radio show, May 24th. You're going to love it. Please call your local radio stations. Ask if they're going to run the Dan Bongino show from 12 noon to 3 p. Eastern every day. We really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.